to be talking a little bit about the start of my Cessna 172 project. So, let's get right into it, because I honestly don't really like when podcasts take like 15 minutes. Oh, this is gonna come back to me and I'll start podcasts in 15 minutes, like after they start. Oh well, we will get right into it. After a word from our sponsors and 12 car ads. No, not that. But yeah, I will be starting my Cessna 172 project because I can, quite frankly. Uh, nothing's holding me back. <laughs> nothing's holding me back. So, I'm also going to make a supporting YouTube video about this. It'll be a little bit different uh, because from the normal... YouTube videos because it's more of an introduction to the project instead of a tutorial. In the future, I'm kind of thinking of having the tutorials uh, intertwined with vlogs about the Cessna 172 project. And, in fact, I've even started, uh, we'll see, I'm even going to make the Cessna 172 vlogs. So. It'll be kind of staggered. Every other week will be a blog, or a vlog, I guess you call them now. So it'll be week one, uh, just walking around, showing what I'm doing, showing all the techniques I'm using. It'll really be behind the scenes. Uh, show It'll show me building it, but I won't really talk, and it'll I'll just dub over it. And then the week after that will be a supporting... YouTube tutorial. So, for example, if I was going to do the radio stack, I'd have one week where I just uh, show you, show, show me CNCing everything and getting everything ready, kind kind of just building it. But then the following week, I show you really in depth, uh, probably using some of the same footage, but focusing on different areas. So. If you want, you could just view every other video and get a step-by-step, -step, uh, I guess, instruction on how to do it, how to do everything. Or you can, you can also follow the vlogs every other week and just get a week-by-week, -week uh, I guess, tutorial. Or no, you could get a week-by-week -week vlog on when I'm actually making... It. So you could get kind of my humor, and then that'd let me just express myself creatively, whatever that means, you know. So yeah, that's my thinking with this. I think I can take it quite a few ways. And yeah, or you can also stay for both. Why not get the full experience? So you'll see some of the, like, human errors. You can see some of the building steps. And I think I'm going to be more uh, more encouraged, kind of. I'll encourage myself more to put errors in the, in the vlog video and show my mistakes. Because in videos, you typically don't show your mistakes. You only show it the correct way and how theoretically you would have gotten there without mistakes. But I find great value in mistakes because mistakes are really, they really help you learn. Uh, you, 
you have all of those quotes that, that are like, if you were a kitty, uh, cats fall on their legs nine times and get up twelve, which makes no sense. But anyways, hopefully I can get both videos. It'll be a little bit stressful though. I need to really bump up my consistency with content, uh, you know, just because I really need to make sure that I'm posting weekly videos. So I'm going to start up, start to ramp that up a little bit. <laughs> no, actually all the way. Uh, and really set aside time for YouTube and my simulator. It'll be kind of interesting to show you because you'll, you'll have a vlog every other week. So that means there are two weeks in the middle. And I think the vlog will only cover one of the weeks, and then the other week will be fabricating a tutorial. Whatever the case, I think it's going to be epic. Um, so yeah. Hopefully the tutorial, again, hopefully the tutorials help you step by step, because I know a lot of you want to build things like this, or at least get inspiration from them, and I find tutorials a very dense, area of ideas and then hopefully you can also get the vlogs uh, and enjoy those which will be less formal and more I guess engineering like I don't know hopefully I'll learn my plan is to learn a lot about editing filmmaking lighting video production so that the videos progressively get better I'm going to try to learn from the 1% rule, so the, the rule that, <laughs> that you get 1% better every day. So that'll be my main focus. So, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, so I plan on getting 1% better with every video, as well as podcast. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. For, no, it's not. I'm only six minutes in. Whoa. <laughs> just kidding. So I plan on just getting 1% better every day because I can. Uh, as Getting 1% better with the videos, with the, the, with the vlogs, tutorials, and with these podcasts. Uh, that'll be the main, those will be my main mediums of sharing information. But I'm also, I also have a newsletter. I haven't really publicized this very well, but I'm running a newsletter. I've had two, no, I've had three publications. Uh, so, yeah, I'm running the newsletter, getting as much as dense information, I guess. Not really dense, but as valuable of information about flight simulation as I can. Because there are so many things that you learn, uh, and that you also take second take kind of for granted, that I think would really benefit some sim builders. So yeah. And all these things I'm talking to, talking about, you can... Huh. I don't really have a home base website, but you can go over to my YouTube channel, and in the description, there's a signature block, kind of. And most of the links I'm talking about are in there, or you can look them up. Um, I'm not quite, not 100% good with this podcast thing. <laughs> so yeah, go 
you two, Captain Bob Sim, and I'll have a, a bunch of things in my description at the bottom. Yeah, I need to work on a whole podcast list of a website for everything. But that's besides the point. Let's go on with the show. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I think this will be exciting. I, I'm not quite sure how it'll go. I might need to adjust the posting schedule to accommodate less videos. But I anticipate it doing well. So, yes. Let's see right here. Haha. <laughs> So, I've been ranting. <laughs> so I've been ranting about this said Cessna 172 simulator for 10 minutes now. And let me just tell you a little bit about it because if not that would be kind of kind of weird, won't you say? But the simulator is going to be similar to a full Cessna similar to just basically cutting the propeller off an airplane cutting it behind the back two seats and slicing both of the wings off and then keeping everything but the cabin just kidding we're gonna do basically just the cabin so oh no what if I'm calling it the wrong thing and it's actually like a schlumpufa and just got the schlumpufa I'll have to learn the correct terminology if cabin isn't correct but I think it is so yeah you basically just have the Cessna cabin you know, cut it off at the prop, cut it, cut the wings off, and cut the back off. And then that'll basically be the simulator. Also, I also want to cut off the landing gear and a little bit of the floor, uh, just so it's flat on the floor and can roll along. But that's, that's basically the simulator. But there's a whole lot cooler stuff. It needs to fulfill several requirements. Because if it doesn't fulfill the requirements, then it can't actually go through doors. Uh, the reason it needs to go through doors is because I'm probably going to move eventually. More on that later at 9 News. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, so I'm going to make it very modular. It must fit through a door. That's so I can either take it on a display if I want to, take it on a road trip, why not? Take it, and then the modularity, is that a word? The modularity will also let the pieces come apart, and you got your nice pieces uh, to, to roll around and work on easily. So it'll be smart from a maintenance perspective, as well as just a normal perspective. <laughs> yeah, it'll be smart from a maintenance perspective, that, and it'll let you work on single parts pretty easily. It'll let you route the wires, and so I, I think I'll have a, a few connections, connection points, with like, huh, maybe big connection boxes. Oh, that's a, that actually sounds smart. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah, that sounds smart. I didn't think about that. Uh, but yeah, basically, I'll fit them all together, kind of plug them in together, if there's any wiring that needs to travel through them. 
uh, but I'll try to limit that because, of course, you don't want connections. That's a weak point as well as an uh, as well as an annoying point. So yeah, so they'll all connect together. Sometimes with USB, sometimes with uh, with just wire connections if it's just a few, and then sometimes with power, sometimes with sound cables and uh, video input. But yeah. So they'll be very modular. Uh, I guess the closest, the closest representation would be DIY seven thirty seven sim or Heli Mech. His seven thirty seven is in I believe four pieces: the front, the middle two halves, and then the back. And I think that's the best representation. I want to have it be able to, of course, fit through doors, so that's definitely a requirement it has. I could also make sure it fits through the window well if the doors are closed and you don't want to open them. Huh. Yeah. It'll also be on wheels. So, if it wouldn't be very useful to have a modular simulator if it wasn't on wheels. The wheels really help uh, move it. <laughs> I'm sure you figured that out, but uh, so I'll have the a bunch of wheels, so I can just move it around, because I'm actually kind of taking over the movie room. That's what I've done before, uh, and it works pretty well because we already have a projector up, so I don't have to make that an expense. If it was an expense, that might be expensive. It would, but yeah. So I'm going to put it on wheels. The main visual, for at least now, uh, will be the projector. Though it's not curved uh, and does not give you multi... It doesn't give you a perfect field of view. It'll be fantastic, at least for now, until I get picky. That's going to be a huge part of this project. I've started to notice that I'm becoming more picky. Which is picky with my perfection. Perfection picky. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that's definitely going to be a dragon I need to f fight. And keep that in mind. Don't get too picky. But yeah. I'm thinking of having this, all of the pieces, join as one. And then run off of as few cables to the outside world as possible. I don't want to have the uh, the flight simulator, and then in front, and then out coming from the flight simulator is a spaghetti wire of wires, and they're just tangled and and going all over the place, spread out across the floor. What I would like to have is a power cable going to the simulator. Of course, a surge protector. That would be pretty smart power cable with a surge protector, and then uh, an HDMI cable going out to the projector, or I could do display port. that's pretty smart. So yeah, we're up to two, and then I don't know if I want any other cables. Hmm. Yeah, so basically two cables coming from the simulator. Might be three, might be like a ground wire or something. I don't know why I would 
need that, but yeah. I also don't want to have it a fire hazard, so of course I can increase the number if it's as practical. But I don't anticipate any other numbers being needed, but yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the numbers. <laughs> Man, I must sound super stupid on this podcast. That's okay. <laughs> Ooh, and if I laugh at myself, that makes me feel like there's another person. Okay, I'm going to delete that. <laughs> oh, I did it again. So yeah, it'll be a single piece, and then I'll put the computer inside of the flight simulator. Uh, and I think that'll work pretty well. I, I haven't completely thought this through, but I think I'm going to have a separate flight sim computer running flight simulator. It'll be a pretty powerful one. Uh, it'll have to meet the minimum specs for FSX. Well, yeah, that and FS20 and X-Plane. So it'll be an only flight simulator computer, which is pretty unheard of right now. So yeah, that one will basically stay in the flight simu in the flight simulator rig. And I'm thinking of of a way because I really want there to be cooling, because you have to have cooling, and I want to kind of make it part of the um I want to make it part of the simulator kind of. So I'm thinking of ways to do that without risk compromising the computer or compromising the flight simulator, or causing a fire hazard. So yeah, safety will be a priority with this. Let me write that down, that sounds smart. Uh, yeah. There will also be supports and walls. This will be a constructed simulator, as opposed to my just panel simulator I had earlier. That being said, I do want to be able to just take off a panel and perhaps switch it, perhaps just take the panel off and uh, go to a not and go to an event and show just the panel because I have participated in a flight simulator event. It wasn't specific to flight simulator, it was a science event, but I have taken the flight simulator and just shown it to people and had them fly it, and that was a really good experience. I enjoyed doing that. So I really want to not have it bolted into a huge simulator that I can't can't uh, move anywhere. So I'm going to have actually removable panels, and it's going to be super modular. I already see some feature creep coming in, but um, I, I don't actually have any justification for that. Oh, oh, but it's cool. It's cool feature creep. It, I, I don't have any justification for that either. Oh, well. <laughs> feature creep is a real problem, um, and I'll try to minimize it, but I kind of want to maximize it, because that'd be cool. It'd also be exhausting. So, feature creep is definitely something I need to consider. Let's see, supports and walls. I think I was gonna, I started talking about that, but then went on a tangent. Let me regroup at the circle. So the supports I'm gonna have, 
I'm not going to have supports, but I'm going to have construction. It'll be made uh, out of wood, and it'll be made out of pretty thin uh, MDF, as well as solid wood framing, and that way I can bend the wood, and kind of like, again, Heli Mech from DIY737sim.com, if I'm right, uh, he he would screw in, I think, the bottom pieces, bend the plywood, or the MDF, the thin MDF, and then draw where to cut the MDF, cut it, and then that would give a pretty good fit. I think that technique would be beneficial in the Cessna, and I think I could use it. I do have to keep in mind that I'll have to cut each support with a jigsaw. I can't use the CNC mill, so I'll have to be really precise. I am going to actually CAD this. I'm going to try to CAD the entire simulator so I have all the walls, the supports, and the strength all in one piece so that I know where everything goes because this is a big contraption. Everything has to fit together, everything has to fit together well, and there are a lot of pieces. Um, I haven't talked too, I haven't gone too deep into what the simulator will be like, but I just gotta tell you, it's gonna be awesome. So yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm going to want to CAD everything before I go into the simulator, because if I don't, it could be potentially bad. I, I want to cat everything so that I have an idea of what where everything goes. And I think I even want to cat like the switches and stuff, just to look cool. Maybe that's more feature creep. I'm not quite sure. Huh. Oh well. Let's see. I'm also, as I said a little be bit before, gonna have a, a super cool computer for it. It'll be a separate computer, at least it will be as of now. It would be kind of funny to edit from the cockpit. Uh, <laughs> so I'll have a separate computer, it'll be, it'll have high specs because I want it to run Flight Simulator well. That's its basically only purpose. Haha. <laughs> but yeah, right now I'm building a computer to edit Flight Sim and CAD, and then I, I'll either keep this one where it is, or put it into this flight simulator. Um, this might be crazy, it might not be, I'm not sure. Or I could even... This would be a very high friction, so I wouldn't, of course, want to do it. Uh, it wouldn't be the best option, but I could unplug everything and replug it in at the flight simulator. But you would, of course, want to shut down before you do that. So yeah, these are just some things that I want to consider because, of course, uh, it'll be a lot harder to unplug a computer every time you want to do flight simulator and replug it in every time you want to edit that would be a lot of moving a lot of motion waste 
And yeah, <clears throat> maybe if I come up with a clever number, I'll trick myself into buying another one, another computer. <laughs> I could be like, um, there is six million steps taken that are wasted due to not having two computers. And that'll be completely incorrect math. And I'll be like, well, I, I better start... Um, Oh, well. Yeah. So. <laughs> I feel like I'm super good about budgeting. And then I just will, like, make a... <laughs> I'm super good about budgeting. And then I'll just, like, make up a fact and then be super bad at it. I need to be better about that. Okay. <laughs> Back to the podcast. Yeah. Again, it'll be vlog style. And, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, as for this, let's see. Another thing I need to talk about is the display system. So I talked a little bit about the projector being in front of this flight simulator, but I didn't talk about anything else. I really want the simulator to have multiple uh, views or multiple um, displays. So I'll actually have some right on the sides. So there'll be a side monitor and a side monitor where the windows would be placed. I plan on having completely functional doors. So these monitors will be attached to the doors, which is a little bit crazy. Uh, I also kind of think opening the doors uh, opening the windows on the doors would be cool, but I don't know how I would do that. Huh. Maybe I could make the monitors on a hinge, but I think opening the doors for a monitor would be a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it won't be I'll, some of this isn't thought out yet, that's why I'm uh, going to CAD it, do research for for it, and yeah, as my previous simulators have been, but taken up three notches, I want to have this to the almost exact measurements. I want to have everything within, theoretically, three millimeters. That's a really tight tolerance for a complete Cessna, that is insane. But I'm going to make that tolerance for all of the uh, throttle knobs, switch switches, le switch layout, radio stack, because I think that's doable. But I'll have a one-inch tolerance for large dimensions, like the entire width of the Cessna, I hope to have within an inch. I think at that point an inch isn't really noticeable as much as it is on a switch panel layout. So I think the tolerances are going to be 3 millimeters and 30 millimeters. I'm doing this whole simulator in metric even though I only really know inches which is a little bit tricky. I do know metric more than my American friends, I don't know, uh, because I work so much already in metric with flight simulator, 
home cockpit building. I design almost everything in metric, so that'll be pretty easy. Uh, yeah, everything is in metric. You're welcome or sorry. So yeah, those are my tolerances, 3 millimeters and 30 millimeters. I plan on getting dimensions from real Cessnas. Uh, I think that'll be... It'll be tricky, but it'll be worth it in the end, I think. Let's see. Yeah, some other things are that I planned to have the yokes force feedback. Uh, I'll start with them being static and perhaps unlinked, but then slowly emerge into force feedback. And I'll see what the best design, what the best, uh, like, treads, I guess, or belts are for the force feedback. I'll, I'll want to make sure that the motor isn't, doesn't overpower your inputs. So these are all considerations I want to make to the simulator. I don't know whose software I'm going to use. I might use like BFF simulations. I I don't know. Uh that's a bridge I haven't crossed yet, but I will be doing a force feedback yoke if I can. This is a little ambitious and might even be the force feedback part might even be like 7 years into the future because sometimes simulation is slow, but <laughs> hopefully I can have it to where you feel turbulence and the turbulence kicks back. I'm not sure if FS2020 models turbulent models uh, force feedback yet, so that'll definitely be an area of happiness, concern, question. Yeah, an area of bridges we haven't crossed yet. <laughs> uh, so, that is basically a lot of my simulator. Of course, I can't cover everything because it's all in my brain. There are a lot of tiny little details. Like, I, I actually want to have the SD cards in the G1000 removable, and you can put flight plans on them. So I, I actually want to have that, so you can just press the SD card, remove it, go f uh, get, and put flight plans on the SD card, because I think that's just really funny, uh, how usually they have stuff on them, but in this case we could just put an SD card in and have flight plans on it. I think that's clever. It might not be, but we're going with it. Yeah. And there are just so many little Easter eggs I have in my brain that I can't possibly put them all into one podcast episode. So I hope that... <laughs> so I hope this gave you a rough idea of what I'm going for. If you want to contact me, go ahead and send an email to Captain Bob Sim, CaptainBobSim at gmail.com. Again, that's CaptainBobSim at gmail.com If you didn't hear that, it's also in the description on my YouTube channel as of now. It might move in, like, the future. I don't know. 
There, I'm planning on also having this a YouTube version, though I completely neglected to put the video camera on, so you're just gonna have to make my faces for me on the YouTube vision, on the YouTube version. Um, yeah. Oh wow, it's been half an hour, now it's 7 in the morning, and I think people are starting to wake up, so I should probably start to go to bed with the podcast. That sounded so much cooler in my brain. But yes, we have, I don't want to say weekly because I'll probably forget and stop the tradition, but we have our weekly, or I guess I'm doing the podcast every other week, so bi-weekly, semi-weekly, we have the semi-weekly book rec, book recommendation. Uh, this week, or this time, I'm recommending the book Discipline Equals Freedom. I think this is an excellent book. Uh, it's actually the book that made me start this podcast episode. It just said it's very direct uh, and a little harsh, but I think that it's something that everyone can read. Uh, it's actually the reason I started podcasting right now, because it uh, there was a part in it that said, uh, stop the procrastinating. Uh, if you're, the, when is the time to start your dreams? Now, here and now. So yeah, that is the reason I actually started drafting the podcast last night, kind of late, and now I'm doing it in the morning. I want to start right here. Uh, right today is actually October 6th, but you'll probably get this way later. I'm, I'm planning on delaying this until I've posted my accompanying Cessna 172 podcast, or no, Cessna 172 uh, simulator video that'll introduce this. And yeah, there's no holding me back. And then this week's, or this event's, this time's channel rec, the Chan rec, is Flight Sim Maker. Go YouTube him on YouTube, uh, or maybe Google. Just kidding. Uh, go YouTube him. Uh, he's building a G1000 Cessna 172, and it looks fantastic. I would highly recommend it. It's very smart. I've learned a lot about flight simulation building from him, just with his videos. And yeah, it's amazing. You can head over and comment on the YouTube version of this podcast at Auxiliary Bob. That's like past the aux, aux cord. Auxiliary Bob. And since I'm on a podcast, I get to say, again, that's Auxiliary Bob. So yeah, go ahead and check that out. Hopefully it'll be published by the time this is. And yes, have an excellent day. And I'll see you in the next video podcast. Have a good one.